the word of the Lord said, who will rise for me against all mine <laughs> enemies? Who will stand up for me against all those workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have dwelt in silence. When I said my feet have slipped, O Lord, your mercy held me up. And in the multitude of your thoughts toward me, you gave me comfort and you delighted my soul. I can say that with a purpose. I can say that with a reason. I can say that because the Lord has delivered me out of a great darkness, out of being bound for so many years as a drunkard. Everybody gives my testimony <laughs> that I never forget. I never can forget because he brought me out of the dregs, as my son would say, the gutter. <laughs> Who often mimics me out of the gutter. I came, the Lord found me in the wayside, in the byways. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me, taking away the desire of booze, taking away the desire of booze and of drugs and all, everything else that went along with it. The Lord lifted my soul out of hell. <laughs> Hallelujah. In one way or another, I'm going to sit a little. I'm getting up there, you know. I heard a, a lady say the other day that when you're getting old, she said, my neck started to squeak out like a turkey's neck. <laughs> and she said, I was afraid to go out at Thanksgiving. Another thing, you have strange hairs growing. Oh, sorry, Judy. <laughs> Sometimes you look in the mirror and you see a hair hanging off your ear. Just, I mean, about three feet long. You go, oh, I haven't noticed that before. <laughs> strange. Strange things will happen. So all you young people, look what you have to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> well, Pastor Jonathan partly uh, stole my message this morning. It's one of joy. The joy of the Lord that gives us strength. The only way that we are going to survive through this COVID, through the things that are coming upon the earth, that are prophesied in the Old Testament, that are prophesied in the New Testament, all the tribulation that shall come upon this earth, 
We will need the joy of the Lord to sustain us, to keep us through it, to be able to march on in faith and in love of the brotherhood and in faith and love of those sinners that need to be saved. The fruit of the Spirit is righteousness, peace, and joy, it says, in the Holy Ghost. To me, it's like a pinnacle for the soul to be lifted out of sorrow. For the soul is, and this spiritual joy is like the cream on top of the milk. When I was a young person, younger than you guys, and maybe eight or nine I had to go and collect the milk from the front step. And on going out, we used to get two pints, two pints of milk uh, every morning delivered to our front door. And when that came, I had to be sure that I would be quick to get out there. Otherwise, those little birds, those little sparrows whom the Lord feeds would come out, they'd rest on the top of the milk, uh, carton, not carton, but bottle, and at one time they were covered with cardboard, but then they began to cover them with aluminium. <laughs> Aluminum. <laughs> I wondered how long it'd be. <laughs> But it was a, you know, and it was pressed onto the top of the bottle. Now, if I didn't get out there quick enough, the little birds would come and they'd ping, 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 and they would take the cream off the top of the milk. <laughs> so to me, the joy of the Lord is that cream on top of the milk. It just tastes so, I mean, cream is so, you know, it like goes, ooh, that's good for my soul. <laughs> you know, when you taste some cream. I often put it in uh, custards or sometimes in potatoes. Mashed potatoes with cream in. Ooh, you mash them all up. Oh, it's very good. So the joy of the Lord is my strength, the psalmist said. It is the opposite of sorrow. The opposite of being downcast, the opposite of hearing bad news or a bad report. Joy can bring the lifting of our heads and the joy in the morning is better than a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. The joy of the Lord is my cup of tea. I'm sorry to say this as an ex-Englishman ex-Englishman. I am now Americanized, so, you know, been Americanized a lot of years. My accent still has a lot to catch up on that. <laughs> but my, myself, I've been American citizen now for mm, many, many years. And so, but I, John, I've stopped drinking tea. What? Uh, right on? I, I've not had a cup of tea. I can't remember the last time. I've still got a, a packet, you know, a box 
in the cupboard. Tea doesn't rot, so it'll stay there. <laughs> right. But yeah, I have stopped drinking tea. It used to be my delight, but I'm a coffee man now. I'm Americanized. I'm Americanized. <laughs> Joy is sweet and pleasant. It eases the mind and lifts our spirit and soul. The rhapsody of God's joy is like the dawning of the day. For weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As it says in Psalm 30 and 5, joy comes in the morning. And the morning, as I mentioned, I got saved. I still remember it to this day as if it was yesterday. It was just, you know, just... Uh, I can, you know, hardly say fully, but I will, I know, you know, bowing down this morning as we were worshiping the Lord. The Lord is here today to take away your pain, your sufferings, your heartaches, your disappointments, everything. The Lord, if we can fully give it and surrender all those things unto the Lord, the Lord will take them up. For his cross was for that purpose. No one can take away our testimony. No one can take away that that the Lord has given us. And every one of us as a testimony. Every one of us as a testimony. When the moment that Jesus got a hold of your life, as he did, got a hold of my life, and he won't let me go. The young ones don't remember that song. The joy of the song in the morning is a symphony of music that lifts our soul out of depression, out of sorrow, as in the springtime when the sun starts to warm and brings hope and the birds start to chirp they steal the cream and the frosts are gone the crocus and the bluebells bring color to the landscape with the daffodils and tulips to show us that winter is past and the sun brings warmth into the ground so do we when the joy of the Lord fills our hearts. It lifts us up like that warmth of a new morning sunshine. Last week, Pastor Jonathan spoke of what is the Lord to you? Part of his message caught my ear. What's this here? I know. <laughs> and I remembered I wrote a, a poem a number of years ago. I just forget when this one was written. 2010. Of who Jesus is to me. It just, and so I'm going to read it this morning. To, and every one of you can put yourself in the picture of this 
uh, verses. To the artist, he is altogether lovely. To the architect, he is the chief cornerstone. To the astronomer, he is the son of righteousness who sits upon the throne. To the baker, he is the bread of life. To the banker, the hidden treasure. To the builder, he is a sure foundation upon which every line is measured. To the carpenter, he is the open door. To the doctor, the great physician. To the educator, he is the great teacher who fulfills in every position. To the engineer, he is the new and living way, Chris. To the farmer, the sower of the seed, and is even the Lord of the harvest unto everyone he feeds. To the florist, he is the rose of Sharon. To the geologist, he is the rock of ages. To the writer, he is tidings of great joy, who is read on all the pages. To the judge, he wears his righteous robes. To the juror, his witness is true. To the tailor, his clothes are kingly, as he wears his royal blue. To the jeweler, he is the pearl of great price. To the gardener, he is the true vine. To the restaurateur, he says to him, come and sup and sit with me and dine. To the giver, he is the unspeakable gift. To the optometrist, the light of the eyes. To the lawyer, he is the lawgiver whose words are majestic and wise. To the preacher, preachers, he is the living word. To the sculptor, the lively stone. To the servant, he is the good master. To the widows, their companion, so they're never alone. To the statesman, he is the desire of all nations. To the student, he is truth personified. To the sinner, he is the Lamb of God who was slaughtered and laid there and died. To the Christian, he is the author and finisher of our faith. To the laborer, he is the one that giveth rest. To the prophet, he brings an encouraging word after he has been put to the test. To the coal miner, he is the light of the world. He brings forth the breath of life. To the single man who has prayed to God, he suddenly brings him a wife. To the soldier, he was wounded for our transgressions. To the prisoner, he was bound with ropes of strife. To the nurse, his stripes were for healing. To Martha, he's the resurrection and the life. 
And so we can all say who Jesus is to me and put ourselves in this marvelous picture of how he found us and loved us and gave us new life and put us in the book of his scripture. Amen. Amen. That's a gift that the Lord gave me when I first moved from Wyoming, the Wyoming wildness to the stiff upper lip of Seattle. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what I'm saying, so don't take it too personal. For the joy of the Lord is my strength, wrote Nehemiah. And Job declared, he has caused even the widow's heart to sing. The psalmist spoke in your presence, O Lord, is the fullness of joy. Then in other places, God says, the Lord is my exceeding joy. And in a couple of places, the ransomed and the redeemed shall return unto Zion with everlasting joy. Upon our heads we shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. It shall flee away. Even the giving of them, the sighing shall flee away. Even the giving of the oil of the joy of mourning. Oh, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that that oil, the oil of joy, which also floats on the top of water, just like cream floats on the top of the milk. I believe also that that joy, we also, the joy of the Lord is, is the one that lifts our heads and lifts our soul. Even Jeremiah records, your words were found and I did eat them. And your word was unto me the joy and it was the rejoicing of my heart. If Jeremiah can say that, I know there's nobody in this room that has gone lower than Jeremiah. Literally lower than Jeremiah who was put in the bottom of the... Dung house. And they lifted him out. And he started singing. They lifted me up. Out of the sweet Mary clay. And planted my feet. On the king's highway. If you've never met me before. I'm here. Shake my hand after. Now. I don't declare to be the greatest of preachers. I remember that once after I'd preached, I, I walked to the back, I was walking to the back, and um, one of the eldest sons had his home reached out, and I saw that there was money in there, and I said, I'll shake your hand, but what's the money for? And he said, my dad, when we were eating dinner, my dad said, that John Branson, he's the poorest preacher I've ever met. 
so I think this couple of dollars will help you. <laughs> it's good to have fun on yourself, right? We can laugh at ourselves. If we can't, we're in a sorry way. Even to the chief musicians this morning. Wow. Did we have worship or did we have worship? To the chief musicians, as David wrote, to Jonathan, to Samuel, to Deborah, to Julia, and all the musicians. I can't name you all. There's so many now. But it's so good. The drummer. Just love everything about the worship. We are worshiping the Lord here. You know, every one of us has scars on our hearts and bruises and broken pieces in our hearts. We all have regrets. I don't care who you are. Disappointments in life itself sometimes. But I believe Jesus is calling unto his people. He is calling to the lost. He is calling to the sinner. He is calling to the church. He is calling tenderly and softly and sweetly unto us. His voice is like a, it's almost like sometimes you can't hear it. It's so, but, and then you go, ooh, I think that was the Lord, you know. You know, it's so soft and, and tenderly. What was that song, Sharon? Softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling, calling for sinners, come home. Yes, I don't remember the rest of the words, but I just, some of those old songs, we sing them on a Saturday morning at the, when we do a, a little Bible study at our building our, uh, where we live. And the ladies, most of them are ladies. There's three gentlemen there, but all the rest are ladies. So the Lord said, be good to the widows. So I'm being good to the widows. <laughs> we have a little Bible study there every Saturday morning. And the Lord has always been there. It's so, uh, it's so wonderful, you know, just to, we've just been going through the book of John, maybe, you know, chapter by chapter. And it's just so, the feedback that I get and everything just the life that it brings, the encouragement that you can bring to each other when we get together in the Lord. That was one of the reasons the Lord said, come together, you know, and even as the time approaches, more and more we will be able to get together, come together. And we all know the one from Zephaniah, the Lord God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save you. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rejoice over you even with singing. Yeah. Hallelujah. I like that because we can sing. We can sing in this place. Pastor Jonathan, that song that you started out and sang, man, I'd never heard that before. It was so powerful. It was almost like your own testimony being sung, you know. You know, you can tell when somebody's singing from the depth 
of the yeah. gut, or from, yeah, not the gutter, but the gut. Yeah. <laughs> from their soul, the depths of their soul. I tell you that heaven will be so joyful, we will not be able to stand it. The joyful place where tears shall be wiped away. No more sorrows, no more sickness, no more diseases. Heavenly choirs singing, rejoicing, continually forever. I heard the testimony of a woman who had gone for 11 minutes out of her body into the presence of heaven. And she said, even the flowers were like this, waving and singing. Even the flowers were worshiping the Lord. And this morning, the worship of the Lord was so real. I mean, you could almost touch the presence of the Lord in this place this morning. And you know is here for one reason. To love you, to touch you, to be with you, to fill you with grace, to fill and, and heal your bodies, to touch your soul to the depth of it. To the aching bones, he comes to heal. And he comes to bless his people. He has not come to hit us on the back of the head with a two by four, but he has come with a cross of Jesus where we can come and bring our burdens before him and lay them at the foot of the cross. Amen, Lord. But I know that the Lord is tenderly speaking to us. In Revelation, it also said, after this I heard a sound. The sound was a roar, like we were roaring this morning, but it'll be greater, louder than that in heaven, shouting hallelujahs. John, give me a hallelujah. Where is he? I thought I heard him. Yes! Sorry, there might have been more than one John. I know there is on the front. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can hear when that man comes into the church. His hallelujahs are going to be more hallelujahs in heaven, John. He has avenged us. Salvation and glory and power to our God. True and just are his judgments. He has condemned that great whore who has corrupted the whole earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, John, hallelujah! <laughs> the smoke from that goes up forever and forever. I know that there are terrible atrocities that are happening in our world today as we see the news and everything that would bring us down to the depth of hell. 
But we'll need this joy of the Lord to lift us out and through these times. The joy of the Lord is greater than any hell, is greater than any depth that you have fell into. He is greater than any heartache, any disappointment, anything. The Lord is greater than all those things that would try to destroy us. The Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, every one of us, I can speak for myself with my hands held high and say we we're all bound by sin at one time or another. But the true peace and joy comes to those who have been held in captivity by the slavery of sin, of corruption of their soul, or bound in chains of drunkenness and drugs, not being able to see their way out of that stronghold that has kept them bound for endless, endless times of prison and hopelessness, the Lord Jesus has come to set the prisoner free, of which I was chief. I can say that like Paul. He said he was the chief sinner. I said, I disagree with you. I'm greater than you. <laughs> So this is the old emphasis of, oh, I didn't read that. I'm going back, sorry. In Luke 4.18, it is declared by Jesus himself, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to them that set in liberty, that are bruised and broken, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the whole emphasis of the gospel. This is the power of the gospel, that Jesus himself came to set everyone free in their hearts from the slavery of sin. Yeah. It, this is the emphasis of the gospel. For once we see our sin, when we see how deplorable we are, and we see how wonderful Jesus is, and that how he hung upon that cross for my sins and for yours, I declare he is the King of kings. And the Lord of Lords, he is our great Savior. He is our great Savior. So now I'm going to attempt. I didn't sit on that very long. But I must be getting younger. <laughs> Maybe it's the anointing just strengthening my legs. Strengthening my heart. Ha, 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 Jesus, from the brink, the Lord has brought me back. Amen. 
So where's Ben? Is Ben back there? Number three. This is for all you people, for everyone that has been disappointed, that have been held in captivity, that have been rejected, hopeless, with sickness and sin, even turning from the Lord, even looking at other gods and idols. This is for the lost and hopeless. Here I am Waiting once again A little louder On my knees Listening and then In a moment A voice so clear Speaking words of wisdom The words I long to hear I know the thoughts I have for you You're always on my mind And all the thoughts I think of you Are lovingly designed to bring you through and give to you a future and a hope it's for your peace and for your good all the plans I have for you I know the plans I have on my mind and all the thoughts I think towards you they're lovingly designed to bring you through and give to you a future and a hope it's for your peace and for your good all the plans I have for you Lord there is no one like you still sometimes I need you to remind me and every time I do you say seek me you will find me I know the thoughts I have for you You're always on my mind And all the thoughts I think toward you Are lovingly designed To bring you through And give to you a future and a hope it's for your peace and for your good all the plans i have for you 
can be found in Jeremiah 29:11. I know a lot of people, preachers use that, they just use that part. They don't tell you that the captivity of Israel was 70 years in the making. And the Lord gave them that word at the end, after 70 years of captivity, will I give you the thoughts I think toward you. They're lovingly designed. Every one of the thoughts of God are good and not evil towards us. They are good for our soul. The joy of the Lord is for our soul to be lifted up. The Lord himself came with that word, came with the anointing of God, came and gave himself a ransom for us. Oh, the Lamb of God, how we worshipped him this morning. The Lamb, he is worthy. I love that song, worthy, 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 worthy. It says the whole of heaven does cry worthy and holy is the Lamb of God. Well, that's, that's the end of my message this morning. But... I would just put a PS there and say if you have need this morning of any of those areas that I touched on this morning, that anyone, any one of those words that touch your heart, that you felt the, the Lord speak into your heart, I pray that you'd come forward. Yes, Pastor Jonathan, yeah. I'd ask the musicians to come. Yes. And we would pray for you. We would pray for you to be either delivered, to be made whole, to be healed, to even if you need to give your heart to the Lord this morning. I, you know, compel you to come this morning. The Prince of Peace is here in this room this morning. God is here himself in this place. He has come to heal. He has come to deliver. He has come to save the wretched soul that we have. He has come to cleanse and make pure the purity of God's word. He said, my word have cleansed you. Amen. 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 Let's give a hand for Pastor John. That's a great word. (laughs) 